goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Tuesday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on 77 WABC Talk Radio. Listen, uh, if you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-9222 is the number, 800-848-9222. We have a busy, busy uh, day schedule. It is Tuesday. Taco Tuesday! And you know, absolutely, it is Taco Tuesday. Not only that, today marks the return of our dear friend and colleague, Mark Stein from across the pond. He's been there for I don't know how long. Seems like all summer long. In fact, I was uh, I was across the pond over the weekend. Yes, I was in in, uh, in London, and I went to the concert. Many of you read about it or heard about it. I went to that uh, uh, concert, the Taylor Hawkins tribute, and it was phenomenal. Five five and a half hours, phenomenal. I spent most of the time backstage. Um. And watching it from above the stage, and it was just insanely incredible. And Wembley was full. The weather was very pleasant. ACDC, OMG, ACDC. I mean, everybody was good. And everyone was exceptional. Dave Grawl, I mean, what can you say about him? His energy, his passion. His his playing, his mastership of so many instruments and vocals. He played with almost everybody. He played bass. He played guitar. Played drums, of course. He uh, sang. His daughter sang. It was beautiful. Um, Omar Hakim, of course, there played with Nile Rodgers. They did. I wish you could have heard uh, "Let's Dance" and "Modern Love." They they did those two songs. If you didn't hear the streaming of it, I mean. You talk about a, a performance that sounded like the record, even though there was a you know it wasn't Bowie obviously singing. It was incredible, um, and then Omar later played with uh, with with Rush, the, the two remaining members of Rush who were united for this gig, and YYX was he played that it was that was a technically genius performance by Omar Hakim. Of course, the end of the show, Taylor Hawkins' son played the final number, and I mean, he brought the house down. It was in Paul McCartney was there and played with with Chrissy Hine, the Pretenders. I mean, there were so many. Queen was on the on the gig. Dave Chappelle. I had a chance to talk with Dave Chappelle. I had a nice conversation with Dave Chappelle 
uh, in uh, uh, backstage, and um, yeah, it was it was a remarkable remarkable gig. I have some pictures that I haven't shared yet because I just don't want to um, be bad form and you know show pictures that I shouldn't be showing backstage. And not that anything was amiss, but I mean you know it's just that I don't have permission. And so I just want to make sure before I put any pictures out there that, you know, that no one would be offended because I didn't ask permission. So there's that. It was a remarkable gig. There's another one that will be in Los Angeles in a few weeks. And I'm really thinking about going to Los Angeles, too. Of course, Joe Biden, while I was gone. And so that was Saturday. I wasn't here for the Saturday show, by the way. We were going to do the Saturday show from London. My chief engineer, Scott, was at Kent, was at the airport, at his departing airport. We left two different airlines, two different times, two different locations. And his flight got canceled. Last minute he was at the airport, he was flying into Gatwick. I was flying, I flew into Heathrow. And his flight was canceled. He told me there were people at the airport having meltdowns. Absolute meltdown. And I can understand why. Of course, so all of our plans, we had been planning all week on how to do a show from there. We had a studio in place, et cetera, et cetera. All that ruined. But, and and thanks to everybody that helped try to pull that together anyway. You know, who knows? We'll try it again at some point. Made a lot of new friends over in London. I have to tell you, I love being in London. It is a beautiful city. It is uh, old and new. It is wonderful. And then, of course, I'm looking at the video of the cars here in Manhattan looking like it's Grand Theft Auto with this $150,000 Mercedes smacking down the other Camry and then guy running out at gunpoint to grab 20 grand, which, of course, this had to be an inside job. I mean, how would they know? Or some element of it. Somebody knew something. Uh, In fact, right before the show... Executive producer Rich Radabali walked in with the new crime figures for the city. And the, the first thing that the new crime figures showed, if you go through them, is that supposedly gun violence is down in New York, way down compared to August of last year. Of course, some of the other numbers don't look as impressive as that. And the number of confiscated guns apparently looks good. But the impression that New York is safe, not on your life. By the way, we are also giving away tickets today. I told you we're going to have a busy day. We've got Mark Stein coming up. We're giving away tickets. Tickets to Van Morrison. And, of course, Tom Jones. Coming up later this week, Forest Hill, New York. So we will be giving away those tickets. We've had Joe Biden ragging on MAGA people. I mean, you people, us, that that are MAGA people, Apparently, to Joe Biden, we're the scum of the earth. We're terrorists. We're, we're, I've never seen anything like this president, president going out trying to demonize over half the country and calling us all sorts of horrible names. Joe Biden is a disgrace to the White House, but, I mean, we've known that. That's not new. The overall index uh, crime in New York City increased in August 2020 by 26%, by the way. Five of the major index crime categories saw increases driven by a 38% increase in robbery, a 
0.7% increase in grand larceny, a 31.1% rise in burglary, And, you know, the police department, the, the press releases that the level of violence here, even though there are fewer shooting victims, is still unacceptable. But shootings have apparently, say, the police gone down. And, I mean, we were always reporting when they go up, so we need to report when they go down. So apparently they have gone down a bit or this time, over this time last year. So, hooray. Does that mean you feel safe out there? (laughs) I doubt it. You just heard the index is overall up. Thank you very much. Uh, Oh, here's a fun story. Credit karma. You know that company always advertises credit karma? Credit karma will pay $3 million to users targeted with false pre-approved offers. So here's the deal. Nearly one-third of the users who applied for credit cards labeled as pre-approved by Credit Karma were subsequently denied after they (laughs) completed the credit check. According to a complaint filed by the Federal Trade Commission, the marketing efforts wasted consumers' times and had a negative impact on their credit scores. So as a result, Credit Karma will now have to pay $3 million to users. I guess one would call that bad karma for Credit Karma. Just one of those fun stories. That woman, not a fun story, that was jogging in Memphis. They found her body. And this is just Eliza Fletcher. They found her body. Billionaire heiress snatched up by this career criminal. He's being held on $500,000 bond. Violent felon appeared in court. Cleotha Abstin. 38 years old, first-degree murder, first-degree murder, and perpetration of kidnapping and, abduct- and, and, you know, abducting this woman. Riveting. We have all sorts of sound from Joe Biden. We have all sorts of sound about many things. But one of the things that we also have sound of is our very beloved Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci has something that he'd like to share with those of you who care, and this is it. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. In other words, you're going to be taking a COVID jab every every year for the rest of your life. That's what that means. Uh, anyway, that's that, my friends.
Off to a rousing start, the most early rush hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We are coming back to you, and your calls are coming up later. All of that right after this. You know what it is. It's Taco Tuesday. This is the Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What am I doing here? It's the return of Mark Stein. He's always mistakenly British. Teen crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents. Oh, I know who you are. America's undocumented anchorman. He's a recording star and a TV star. Tuesdays, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Mark Stein. And ladies and gentlemen, indeed, you heard with great fanfare, we are so pleased to have him back. Our very own, <laughs> he's the king of the universe. <laughs> Mark, I was over in London over the weekend. I saw your pictures everywhere. I saw the billboards. I saw the, no wonder you didn't want to come home. You're like the most famous guy in the world over there. Oh, that's, that's, that's not true. I'd, I'd much rather Van Morrison and Tom Jones had invited me to join them. <laughs> they're, the, they're the two greatest guys. And uh, when, you're given, when, you, when, when you're looking at Tom Jones, uh, don't resist the urge to throw your knickers at him. <laughs> Uh, James, if you're going to throw knickers at somebody, it better be Tom Jones. Yeah, that's true. Van Van uh, doesn't like it, but uh, but Tom will still st- still take them. He doesn't like it when he's doing his ballads, but if he's doing it's not unusual or Delilah, he's happy to take your underwear. <laughs> Mark, first of all, in all seriousness, Mark, I've been following what you what you what you were doing over there, and I have to tell you, you. Uh, the work that you did over there is amazing. You have brought to light and you've investigated cases that uh, we're talking about it here, but in much more muted terms about all these people that just suddenly die. They just, they're healthy and they just, they're young. Some of them are doctors. Why some of them are sports figures. They're in the prime of their health. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, they just die. And no one can figure it out. Well, we we have, uh, and it's gone on all spring and summer, we have basically excess mortality, which means you've got a big pile of corpses that's higher than it should be. So that's about as basic as it gets if you're into all this nanny state and what does government do for me. Government is actually, right now, we we got all these extra calls. And it's consistent, basically, across... The developed world. It's true in uh, the UK. It's true in Western Europe. It's true in Canada. It's true in Australia. And it's true in the United States. And the United States is very interesting because in some ways they got the most granular figures from all these insurers. It's young and middle-aged people who shouldn't be dead. It's uh, In America, it's this big bubble of people from 25 to 54 who are who are dead and i i you, you know i i just think we should be able to ask questions about in in alberta in canada so just north of the border in alberta the leading cause of death isn't cancer or strokes or heart attacks it's cause unknown 
right? This is a first world society. I know that might come as news to Americans, but yeah. this, this part of Canada is a first world society, and the leading cause of death is cause unknown. It's incredible what's going on. And, of course, there are certain parallels with this. Before the break, I just played Dr. Fauci telling us, mm. again, that we're going to have to take these jabs yeah. uh, once a year forever from now on. Um, I saw a brilliant, uh, a, a, I think it was a tweet, or it, it said this. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a slogan. It was one of these memes. Mm. It said, I tried to follow the science, <laughs> but it was simply not there. Yeah. I then followed the money. That's where I found the science. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of odd that, isn't it? It's kind of odd that. Uh, and and it's, certainly, it's certainly true. I mean, when you look at, for, for example, the, the fact checkers on Facebook are part funded by Pfizer. You know, oh, really? The, so the people, the, every time I'm saying, well, I've had, uh, I, I, oh, look at Joe Biden. He's been jabbed up the wazoo. He's been jabbed. Everyone who, has, who gets within a couple of yards of Joe Biden has been jabbed up the wazoo. And yet he's still getting it. The guy got it twice in three weeks. And they, oh, that's rebound COVID. <laughs> that's, you know, uh, it, it's a fact. I, oh, he took, he took the Pfizer product. And it didn't uh, keep him from getting COVID, but now he's got it. We'll give him another Pfizer product. And, oh, look at that. The COVID's cleared up for uh, a day and a half, but he's got rebound COVID again. So we'll find a third <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> you know, this is at some point you've got to, you've just got to, you know, I think I'll, I'll take my chances with whatever this thing is. Well, okay. So before we go off this, Mark, I, I maintain, and I just want to know if you would would think I'm out of my mind or whether... Maybe an ounce of sanity. I think that what we are looking at is the biggest scandal in human history. And I say that because it's so vast. On one hand, we've got drugs that people were warned off not to take. Mm. We even have this guy from, uh, what's his name, from, uh, from 538 saying, you know, there's a story here about how uh, some of the drug companies delayed trying to get vaccines out in order to... to to hurt Trump and the election, he thinks, and it needs mm. to be investigated. On the other hand, you have drugs that some doctors say definitely worked, like hydroxychloroquine. There was another study yeah. released this week that ivermectin worked. And so the news media and, and all of them jumped on it and told people, don't take these things. They're terrible. They're horse dewormers. And so who, who, then you had all these people in nursing homes that were thrown on top of each other. Yeah. You had... So you have all of that, you have the money, you have the politics, you have what's going on now, which is people are saying, other studies are pointing to, there's a study today, um, a, a story about a study today that says blood damage is is high among people. Um, research articles in Italy and Germany, of course there have been uh, research done in Israel that has said that some of the things that we Americans have believed about it is totally wrong. So you have all this, quote, misinformation. This is the biggest scandal, I think, in, in, in human history. Well, I think it's I think it is. I think it's a huge scandal. And I think that every basically everything that has been done since 
uh, March 2020 has basically made things worse. Uh, but you have governments all over the world who are not willing to give up on that. You just played that clip of Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci likes the idea of a public health emergency forever. I made the mistake of returning to the United States via Canada and Canada it's like March uh, 2020 in perpetuity at least in Europe people are walking around without masks and you don't wear masks on the planes and and uh, and you have some at least semblance of normality but Justin Trudeau wants to maintain basically a COVID dictatorship and I think that's what it is he's he's preventing people getting on planes he's preventing people who aren't even Canadian citizens from leaving the country and I think there are just far too many people who, for, for whom the, per, the permanent emergency offers all these opportunities. And it's tragic. It's made things worse. It's killed large numbers of people. The decisions of people like Fauci have actually killed more people than needed to die. Mark, I cannot let you get away, and I wonder if we can keep you past the break if we must, because today was a big leadership change over across the pond. For some reason, you I mean, I don't understand these people over there. They had Boris Johnson. Okay, so Boris likes to go out and party and do other things that every other, you know, whatever leader does. He's a, a hypocrite. So what? Everybody is. But, but the sc scandal plagued Boris Johnson thrown out of office, and now we have this woman. What do they call it? Tuss, trust, tuss. Liz Truss, don't worry, she'll be Tussie. gone. She'll she'll be gone in a couple of weeks. You know, that's <laughs> It's not like this. It's not like the fabulous uh system we have here where a guy spends two years uh running he's in Iowa, he's doing that thing where he has to go and eat blooming onions at the Iowa State Fair. That's a fantastic way to pick a leader, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then he's doing the pancake flip in New Hampshire, and it all goes on for two years, and then he becomes elected, and then they tie him down in some Department of Justice investigation and screw over his term. And by the time that investigation is ended, all the guys for the next term are running. That's fantastic. They don't have that. The, um, my favorite is the Australian system, where the guy is, you know, he lingers too long over lunch. So he thinks, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll have the dessert. And then he hears a rumor they're plotting against him. And by the time he takes his napkin off and gets to the caucus room, they've deposed him. And the replacement is already at uh, Yarralumla <laughs> Government House being sworn in and taking his oath of allegiance to the Queen. So in Australia, uh, they can wrap this thing up in 15 minutes as opposed to the two and a half years. And, and it costs here to run for president basically costs a billion dollars now. And in Australia, it basically costs uh, about uh, three bucks 75 for the, for the cab ride to the Governor General's house. It's a very different system. Mark, can you hold on through the break? Because I want to ask you about this Tuss woman. Supposedly she's an anti-monarchist and she's not. She she hated uh, Margaret Thatcher, but yet they're trying to make her out to be the next Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's right. She she's held varying views. She was she 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 was actually calling for a republic, uh, but she was quite happy to kiss hands with the Queen today uh, because now she's got the keys to the prime ministership. It's funny how that works. <laughs> James Golden, aka Snurdy, both Snurdy's Russia. We're going to continue this extra special edition. Mark is back, folks. Mark Stein is back. We'll be right back.
Oh, son of a bitch. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Go Tuesday! MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots. And they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. Ladies and gentlemen. Mark, that's uh, that's uh, your president. Well, what do you think about that, Mark? Well, I would say, just having been away for a couple of months, that one of the, I mean, the entire Western world, with very few exceptions, is crazy right now. But the problem is worse in America uh, because of the corruption. And that's that's what it is. And Biden would not in a normal uh, society. I mean, places like I regret it, but, you know, (laughs) Canada, Canada, half the people actually uh, are crazy for what Justin Trudeau is doing for them. He uh, they've come by their god awful status, honestly, to however you might feel about that. And that is true to one degree or another in France or whatever other example you want to pick. Here we have a here we are in a very dangerous situation. Uh, and and it's more than just the partisanship of it. It's more than just Biden sicking the FBI on his political rival and having them raid Mar-a-Lago. Uh, the, the revelations, for example, that the FBI had ba- were basically surveilling uh, Rudy Giuliani, your predecessor last hour, they're basically surveilling him during all the time of the Hunter Biden laptop thing. So they know... Then, when they denounce the Hunter Biden laptop as Russian misinformation, that that is not so, because they've actually uh, had the laptop. They've got the laptop, and they know what's on it is real. It's very difficult. It's a scale of decay that it's very difficult to get out from under when your Justice Department is corrupt, when your National Police Agency is corrupt, uh, when your IRS agents, you're basically hiring commandos for your tax accountants. Uh, that's what... The, and, and the person that they want, by the way, to lead those 87,000 agents is an acolyte of Lois Lerner. He's yeah. Lois Lerner's understudy. I mean, yeah. they're, just, they're just brazen. They don't care what we think about anything. No, well, what Lois Lerner, for people who've forgotten her, she's the one who slow-walked and investigated applications for tax-free status from Tea Party groups. But on the other hand, 
Barack Obama's brother, who isn't a U.S. citizen, he lives in Kenya, and he was raising money for a uh, basically a memorial latrine to their father, uh, a, a memorial rest area on some Kenyan road. He got personally approved by Lois Lerner, even though she had to actually suspend the laws of the United States in order to be able to approve him. This, uh, and because she skated, because they got away with it, because all the stupid Lindsey Graham-type investigations go nowhere, and it actually shouldn't be the job of a legislator to hold basically criminal investigations. But because they got away with it, they're now doubling down on it. And that, again, is the difference. I don't particularly like, uh, you know, Her Majesty's, uh, what is it, HMRC, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs in, in Britain or in Canada or wherever. I don't like them, but at least they can't kick the door down and put a bullet in you, which the IRS will now be able to do. This is, it's, it's stunning how, what has happened in just the, what, how, long, how long were you over there across the pond there? Huh? I, was, I was there basically for a couple of months. I had the summer over there. I mean, it's, it, but what's interesting is if you compare how we were talking back in June, how it's accelerated just over the yes. summer. Yes, yes. And I mean, things have taken such a turn here. Uh, and, and, of course, with the appointment of this special master today... Now the liberals are screaming that this judge is an interventionist judge. This is outrageous. Yeah. No one thinks it's outrageous to actually, on the left, thinks it's outrageous to actually conduct a raid on the house of a former president simply because he's a political opponent of yours. No, and even if you accept that everything uh, that the FBI and the Department of Justice and Biden's uh, pom-pom girls, even if you accept that everything that they're saying is true, the raid still isn't justified. I mean, these are in the, there's a question about whether these documents are the personal property of the president or uh, whether they belong to some government archives. And it's all stupid and irrelevant these days because there's hardly anything done in paperwork anymore any, anyway. So it's not like uh, that uh, Clinton guy, whatever, uh, Sandy Berger, stuffing the stuff <laughs> down his... Right. Down his, sticking them in his in his gusset of his uh, of his underwear and waddling out with them it's not it's it's not looking just a bit lumpy uh, there's no need to do that anymore all this all this stuff is created electronically and they've all got copies of it so the whole thing is rubbish but the idea what's weird here and there was some guy on MSNBC who was saying well i don't even i don't even know what the fuss is about here uh, other countries all over the world are, are uh, their political leaders uh, and put them in jail all the time. They, 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 they've, they've done it in Venezuela and the Congo. Whoa. Oh, oh well, right. Okay, well, that's great. That's exactly the company I want to be keeping. I mean, it's, it's incredible, this stuff. I mean, I will say, you were, you were mocking Boris, Boris Johnson. Boris doesn't actually send the coppers to kick down the doors of his political opponent and, and uh, frame him on some cockamamie charge. And, and again, that is what you always have to bear in mind. They would love to have had an excuse to, if Trump had been there, to shoot him for resisting arrest. They would love to do that. And, and this idea, and, and 
and too many conservatives. Our, our friend Sean Hannity says, oh, 95% of uh, the FBI are, are good men. They're straight-shooting G-men, just like in the movies we all grew up. No, they're not. <laughs> this is a corrupted institution from top to toe. Agreed. And 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 the and the position is that it needs to be abolished and replaced with something with far narrower powers. I totally, you know, I totally agree with that, Mark. Okay, so uh, one last question about trust, uh, trust, trust, trust. Uh, <laughs> this one. Okay, because I think that you're. Uh, look, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm all belief in American exceptionalism, <laughs> but I think the Brits have one over us. I do. I think they do have something over us. Look. In this time, women say that they cannot get elected to, they just can't break that glass ceiling. Okay? Hillary's tried it a few times. Uh, You know, you've had, you know, who else? Elizabeth Warren. Right. Elizabeth Warren claims to have been told by a voter. Uh, uh, the the only reason I am not voting for you is because you don't have a penis. Right. I don't believe I don't believe anyone ever said that. Unfortunately, now I can't get the image of Elizabeth Warren with a penis out of my head. Oh, uh, that, <laughs> so. <Not good. laughs> So <laughs> I don't know what she's on about, but, uh, you know, Britain is uh, starting today has just got its third female prime minister. But I, this I, one, Mark, this one, this gal had an affair. This gal slept around on her husband. I mean, she kept the husband, but she slept around on him. And the voters and, I mean, the people over there in Great Britain, they don't care. You don't even see any big scandal about it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, she slept with her husband. I mean, she slept with somebody else. So what? Uh, don't, don't forget, she's she's coming after Boris Johnson, who sleeps with uh, everything that moves and a lot of things that don't. And <laughs> Boris, <laughs> and, and, but I've known Boris, uh, whatever it is, 30, 30 years now. I had dinner with Boris at a very swanky restaurant in London, and there was a, a young lady there with us that Boris took a liking to. We the the four of us came out of the restaurant the we let the lady take the first cab boris was on his bicycle and he starts bicycling after the girl in the cab because he needs it now and he's so he he needs it and he's bicycling but he can keep up with that taxi cab until he gets the girl that so liz liz truss would you know Liz, Liz Truss would have to be Bill Clinton on steroids, uh, to uh, affairs-wise, to actually uh, to, to 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 for that to be an issue after Boris Johnson. Mark, always great, my friend. Thank you. Welcome back home. My pleasure, James. <laughs> Mark Stein, ladies and gentlemen, Boston Nervous Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. I know what the day is, right? I said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush? On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Education. It's my favorite Pink Floyd song, after all. We don't need none of that bloody education. We don't need no mind control. Leave them little kids alone, why don't you? All right? 
No, no dark sarcasm in the classroom. We're only teaching him how to be different genders now. No, we're not leaving them kids alone. We're going to tell them that they can go get their puberty blockers, that they can get anything that they want. No, we will not leave those kids alone. They're our kids. They're not your kids. Screw you, bloody parents. In fact, in fact, in fact, Yeah, right. Leave them bloody kids alone, huh? No, I didn't know Tony Tennille sang back up on here. And whose birthday is it anyway? Come on, Kevin, whose birthday is it today? Roger Waters. Okay, good. I was looking for this cut. I can't find it now. One of them teachers in the classroom's not leaving the kids alone. Yeah, yeah. That one. Let's play it. I want to hear it. Got it, mate. Play it now. Puberty blockers are used once puberty has started, but not when you're too far along. And what they do is they just pause your puberty where it's at. And that gives you time to further explore identity without the extra pressure of developing in a gender in which you might not feel comfortable. And then if you continue those puberty blockers long enough, then you can start replacement therapy with the uh, gender identity hormone of your choice when you reach usually around 15 or so or once you've been on that puberty blocker for at least a couple of years. Hope that answers your question. Yeah, leave them kids alone, all right? Not on your life. Okay, let's go to the telephones. Mike and Oceanside. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we go to the telephones, oh, I got carried away, leaving them kids alone. <laughs> to all the Van Morrison fans out there, we're giving away tickets to his show this Saturday, coming up on Saturday, September 10th, Forest Hill Stadium. If you, right now, are the seventh caller, 800-848-WABC, Seventh caller, 800-848-9222. Seventh caller, you get to go. You get the tickets. Van Morrison, live, Forest Hill Stadium. And you know who else will be there? Tom Jones. He's not going to leave. Well, he's going to leave the kids alone. But, hey, what's new pussycat? He's not going to leave the pussycats alone, I'll tell you that. That's right. Seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222. Pair of tickets. And for those of you who don't get the tickets, you want to go anyway, that's this coming Saturday, September 10th, Forest Hill Stadium. You can buy tickets. A-X-X-S. That is the letter A, the letter X, the letter S dot com. A-X-S dot com. Buy your tickets for the event. Now. Let's go to the telephone. Mike in Oceanside, how are you, my friend? Oh, how are you? I want to wish you a happy Taco Tuesday. And to all the boxes in the Bronx, Thank uh, how you. are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I, I have a question for you also. Even yes. Though Jill, I don't know who's dumb or her or Kamala Harris, but let me ask you a question. In this country, isn't it against the law to marry a brother or a sister? That's called incest. It's called incest, yes. But right. see, if you're taking this where I think you're taking it, and you're talking about a certain one of our congressmen, women who married her brother in order to get through, uh, through uh, immigration— Correct. We're not supposed to be talking about that. You're talking about Ilhan oh. Omar. Yeah, that's correct. What, Mike, what I wanted to know is where did she go on her honeymoon? Was it a romantic place? I mean, nobody asked that question. And why isn't she in jail if it's against the law? Well, you're asking me. First of all, I don't know whether this has been proven that it was her brother. I don't know whether it's been proven that they were legally married. Or that they had relations up into and including the honeymoon. So I think, I mean, this was alleged. Now, I don't have the proof of any of this. I'd like to, now that you raise it, find out the answer to some of these questions. Because after all, if a woman's having a honeymoon with her brother, we, you know, thank you. You're killing me, Smalls. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Let us go to Long Island and Joe. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say that the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate and Biden's, I guess you could call it a, I won't call it a speech. It was more like a mindless, incoherent, hate-filled rant. But anyway, all both of those were just an attempt by the Democrats to put Trump and his supporters on the ballot for this November's midterm elections to distract from all the failures that the Democrat Party inflicted on the country. Now, the Republicans rightfully condemned the Mar-a-Lago raid and Biden's rant. Now they have to stop. If, if they keep talking about it, they're doing the job the Democrats want them to do. They're falling into the trap that the Democrats set for them. Republicans need to start pivoting to the issues that Americans care about, the open border, the crime and the drugs flowing into the country, the disaster in Afghanistan, the 13 U.S. service members that were killed because of Biden's incompetence, the inflation, the supply chain shortages. I could go on and on. When are the Republicans going to start doing that? I would like to see the Republican as a whole, Republicans doing what you said and talk about the economy and talk about these matters. But, my friend, let us not underestimate the damage that Joe Biden is doing with this hateful attack on his fellow countrymen. And that should also be brought up and put on the record, too. This is a person that said he wanted to unify the country. And what he's doing is anything but. He's trying to destroy this country and to make sure that we are at each other's throats. And that is also up and fair to discuss. I don't think we should do it to the detriment of not discussing the things that you that you raise because those are the campaign issues. And my friends, let us not underestimate how energized some people on the left are over the abortion issue. I think, and I can't wait to talk to princess of policy, Diana and me later this week. I think that maybe they're overestimating that, but I'm not sure. So I'd love to get their uh, princess Di's opinion on it and yours. Uh, anyway, my friends, that is uh, – do we have time for one more? I think we do. Let's go to Peter in New Jersey very quickly, Peter. You've got to make your – nail your point. 30 seconds. Uh, Joe Biden with the union. Uh, there's a private sector, sector and a public sector. He says he's for union people. 
He's for the public sector. He's for the teaching sector. He's not for the private sector of the union. Joe Biden is a Democrat through and through. So to Joe Biden, all businesses are, are other entities that he can tax and that he can manipulate for whatever political purposes he wants. They are not pro-business. They never have been. Uh, his union support, <clears throat> by the way, the pictures coming out of the speech he made yesterday, there weren't even 500 people there. They kept doing tight shots, if you see it on TV, to make it look like there was a big crowd. There was no crowd. Well, that's it for me, folks. <clears throat> we'll be back tomorrow. Boast early's rush hour. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.